Here's your pass to the Globe Theater. This is the Globe Theater, the radio playhouse especially for men and women of the armed forces of the United Nations. Just as the Globe Theater has meant the best in entertainment since the days of Shakespeare, today it means the best in radio drama for servicemen and women all over the globe. Here to tell you about tonight's play is your host at the Globe Theater, Herbert Marshall. Hello, everyone. It's good to have you with us again. You know, we've had drama of all types on our stage at the Globe, but tonight we bring you something entirely different. Something we feel, we feel sure will be a real treat. Of all his fine Broadway hits, the late George Gershwin considered Porgy and Bess his best work. And it's a radio production of this American folk opera that we will hear this evening. Our stars, chorus, and supporting cast are those selected by Gershwin himself to perform his great work. And our conductor is Alexander Smolens, who first conducted The Mighty Score. Inspired music and drama, indeed, are awaiting us with the overture to Porgy and Bess by George and Ira Gershwin and DuBose Hayward. Time is evening. The place, Catfish Row in Charleston. In the brief silence that marks the interval between the day's end and the night's beginning, in this restless and teeming quarter, a mother sings a lullaby.
now. What I tells you? He's asleep already. <laughs> now, if the devil was out walking in Catfish Road this evening, mind you, I said if he was. Now's the time he'd start again. You see, Bio? Here come Poggy in his old goat cart. Open the gate for him. <laughs> going to New York soon. I'll hide you out and take you with me. Why, you and me will make a swell team. I ain't come to that yet. Well, the cops ain't going to find me here for no woman. Oh, no, wait. Wait, I don't... Oh. What's you, Beth? Get out of here. Oh, have a heart, Mariah. Let him in, woman. Who live over there in that little house, Porgy, and he ain't no use for your kind. He's a cripple and a good man. <laughs> Beth. Me, Porgy. Don't be scared, Bess. I wanted to go with the likes of you. Porgy knows that. But you... Come, Bess. They mustn't find you here. You... Oh, you're a good man, Porgy. Yeah, Porgy's a good man, all right. Bess a good gal at heart. Those two might get together and make a good thing out of it. But if old Satan happens to stick around Catfish Row, mind you, I said if. And it sure looks like he's here to stay. Robin's dead. Brown's a murderer. And crowns women fixing to marry Porgy. But you know, sometimes even the devil must feel like a heel. Look at poor Serena Robbins, crying her heart out, and all her good neighbors come to keep her company. Her... Oh, 
Oh, sure. Even old Satan got to take a rest sometimes. He's sure been busy in Catfish Road to deserve a rest. Look at Poggy. He's so happy since the best come to live in Catfish Row, he can't keep it to himself. He's got to tell everybody. Oh, I got plenty of nothing, and nothing's plenty for me. I've got no car, got no mule, got no misery. Folks with plenty of plenty, got a lock on the door. Afraid somebody's going to rob him while he's out making more. What for? I got a lock on the door, that's no way to be. They can steal the rug from the floor. That's okay with me, cause the things that are prized like the stars in the skies all are free. Oh, I got plenty of nothing, and nothing's plenty for me. Oh, I got my gal, I got my song, got him the whole day long. No use complaining, got my gal, got my lord, got my song. you hang around this place for? Why, what's your looks, best? Doggone. That's big money for you and me in New York. Oh, life, I can't remember ever meeting a man what I like less than I does you. Ah, uh, come now. You and me understand each other, best. You better get out of here, Fulton. Life, here come Foggy. What's going on here? What's the big idea? Why, you big low life? Let go, you fool. Let go. What life you keep away from my woman or I'll break your neck. I'd like to see you break my neck. If I get my hands on you once get more, you'll see quick enough. All right, your men friends come and go. But remember old sport and life here all along. Get out, you rat. Louse, you buzzard. Yes, oh, Bess, to the picnic. We'll have plenty of fried chicken. <laughs> Why don't you go to the picnic, Bess? Oh, I think I'll stay with you, Foggy. But you is my woman now. You is, you is, and you must laugh and sing and dance for two instead of one. One, no wrinkle on your brow.
Mind you, I said it. I'd find some way quick to bust up this affair. I'd find me some way of getting best of that picnic, spite of everything. Ah, here comes Mariah. Maybe between her bossy ways and Poggy's soft heart. What's the matter with you, Bess? Ain't you know you're going to be late for the picnic? How staying with Poggy? Bess, honey, I'm so glad to have you go. I've been warning you to be happy here in Catfish Road. Yes, Poggy, I know. Come on now, child. You've got to help me with this basket. It's heavy. You go on, Bess. Well, if you say so, Poggy. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bess. Hurry home. If there's anything the devil likes better than a crap game, it's a picnic where the wrong elements get invited. If I was a devil, I'd been spending some time in Catfish Road. Couldn't pick a better spot myself than on Kitty Wild, where Bess and all the folks are cutting up right now. Watch this. I'm going to have some fun with this Sunday school bus. The things that your preacher is liable to teach you, it ain't necessarily so. Little David was small, but who might? He fought big Goliath, who lay down and died. Little David was small, but oh my. Oh, Jonah, he lived in the well. For he made his home in that fish's abdomen. Oh, Jonah, he lived in the well. Little Moses was found in a stream. Anymore. 
Hurry up, Bess. You're going to miss that boat. Oh, wait for me, Mariah. I forgot my basket. You know very well this crown. I've been hiding here on this island until I'm most dead. Oh, crown. Crown. I see you get off the boat, and I've been waiting all day to talk to you. Crown. Uh, I'm married to Porgy now, and I live in decent. I know you ain't changed. With you and me, it's always going to be the same. You tell Porgy, Crown coming to get you when the cotton comes to town. Well, Bell's done his work, but good. Ain't anything left for him to do now but wait and let things take their natural course. Crown will come to get best when the cotton comes to town. But Porgy ain't going to let his woman go without a fight. So what happened? I Crown is found dead. Crown was wanted for murder himself, so the cops ain't gonna question Porgy too closely. Understand? The best <laughs> doesn't know that. All she'd know is Porgy's gone. Maybe they're gonna hang him. If old Satan was to come around the catfish row now, he'd find that gal best easy picking. You can see him now, sliding up to her. Ha, yeah. What you want with me, sporting life? You look lonesome, honey. I come to cheer you up. I need no chain up. Just like I told you. Ain't nobody home now but best and old sporting life. Listen, honey. There's a boat that's leaving for New York. Come with me. That's where we belong. Sister. You and me can live that high life in New York. Come with me, there we can't go wrong, sister. I'll buy you the swellest mansion up on up the Fifth Avenue. And through Harlem we'll go strutting, we'll go strutting, and there'll be nothing too good for you. I'll dress you in silks and satin, very style. In all your blues, you'll be forgotten. You'll be forgotten. There'll be no fretting, just nothing but smile. Come along with me. That's the place. Don't be a fool. Come along. Come along. There's a boat that's leaving soon for New York. Come with me. That's where we belong, sister, that's where we belong. It's Porky coming home. Good morning, everybody. Welcome home, Porky. Thank God I was home again. What's the matter with everybody? What kind of a welcome is this for a man who's just been in jail? Mariah. Mariah, where's Bess? Tell me quick, where's my Bess? Ain't we tell you all along, Porgy, that woman ain't fit for you? Tell me the truth. Where's Bess gone? New York, Porgy. I hear you say New York. Where that? A thousand miles from here. Which way, New York? It's way up north, past the custom house, Porgy. Bring my goat. What you want with goat, Porgy? You best not go anyplace. Bring my goat! But where are you going, Porgy? Ain't you say best on to New York? That's where I'm going. I wouldn't be 
on my way. Tonight's performance of the great American folk opera Porgy and Bess by George and Ira Gershwin and DuBose Hayward comes to a close. Our thanks to the conductor, Alexander Smolens, to Etta Motten, William Franklin, Warren Coleman, Avon Long, Edward Matthews, Georgette Harvey, Harriet Jackson, Alma Lily Hubbard, and the supporting members of the cast, and to the Eva Jesse Choir. We hope you enjoyed Porgy and Bess, something rather unusual in our Globe Theatre presentations. The next time our Globe Theatre curtain goes up, we'll follow the wanderings of a little fellow named Runyon, who goes searching for his dog, Putsy. Runyon gets in some very interesting situations that make this one of the most delightful fantasies we've had the pleasure of presenting. It's by Norman Corwin, the distinguished radio author. He calls it The Odyssey of Runyon Jones. And just to give you an idea of what to expect, listen to this brief scene. Now, Mr. Jones, this is what you do. There's only one person I know who can possibly set you on the right track, and that's the head of the Division of Time. We call him Father Time. His place is quite far, and you'll have to make several changes before you get there. That's what all the tickets are for. Shall I say you sent me? Oh, uh, that won't do much good. He's very busy, and he won't have much time to talk to you. Uh, Tell him quickly what you're after, and if he can assist you, he'll tell you quickly. He hates to waste time. The uh, papers. Uh, Very good. Mr. Jones, will you fill out this blank and sign these two while I stamp these documents? Yes, sir. Um, clerk, uh, see that he gets put safely on the golden escalator with instructions to change at the Interheaven Junction for the Nebula Express. Uh, um, uh, wouldn't it be better for him to take the uh, westbound tower special? Uh, that crosses the meridian uh, uh, two light hours ahead of the NEB. Yes, but then he'd have to wait at Asterion for the ecliptic local. It's better the other way. Maybe right. Have you finished, Mr. Jones? Yes, sir. I got an ink spot all over the sheet here. Uh, Will that make any difference? No, no. Well, Mr. Jones, I guess that does it. Thank you, Mr. Superintendent. Gosh, what's he sure going to be glad to see me? Uh, don't be too sure you'll find him, because you're liable to be disappointed, you know. But good luck, anyway. <laughs> 
thank you. Now, young man, <laughs> if you come with me, I'll see that you get onto the golden escalator. All right, I'm coming. Well, that's just one of the situations in which Runyon finds himself during the unfolding of Norman Corwin's The Odyssey of Runyon Jones. The next feature at the Globe Theatre. Now, this is Herbert Marshall wishing you the best of everything and saying, I'll be seeing you. with Herbert Marshall as host and master of ceremonies. The Globe Theater is presented for servicemen and women of the Allied Armed Forces all over the globe. Listen for our next Globe Theater production soon. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.